Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 35, Edward. I can't think of any players. <laughs> I was like, 35? Uh, uh, nope, can't think of any. Yeah, like I said, at this point, we're not going to be able to come up with any soccer players with these numbers, because obviously, like, Ideally, most players prefer to wear a lower number than mm-hmm. than a higher number. So uh, we're getting now into, I guess, the the basketball and baseball. I mean, te- isn't I don't want to be wrong here, but isn't Kevin didn't Kevin Durant wear thirty five while at OKC and at the Warriors? Ah, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't give you proof of that. No, I, I, I get that, but you know that that's not that big of a deal. I mean, I guess the real big deal is just the fact that now everyone thinks I'm weaker than my mom. Which isn't, isn't entirely wrong. Should, should uh, if, if it, our listeners want to know, would you care to explain? Um, I mean, it's on, it's on, it's on Twitter and and on my Instagram. But <laughs> essentially, which mean, I posted it too, so it's my own damn fault for for all the all the all what I'm getting for it. Um, but um, so my niece Heidi, um, she wanted to arm wrestle me, and, and I mean, you know, I brought, I mentioned like you know. In Sharp Sound, back in our days in Sharp Sound Middle School, you know how we would like before school we'd hang out over there by the cafeteria yeah, and there you tables outside. Yeah, and you'd have some guys like either play like bloody knuckles or, or or arm wrestle. Yeah. Or what was the other game? Spoon break. Spoon break. Pencil break. We were not that creative. Mostly it was spoon break because it's the spoons that they gave us. At but I mean, well, aside from bloody knuckles, which that was a stupid game. <laughs> now, that, now that I look back at it. Pretty stupid that we did that. Build up your knuckles, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, but but we did arm wrestle. I know. I know for sure we arm wrestled. That was one thing that we did. And um, so you know, my niece wanted to arm wrestle me, and we arm wrestled. Um, I ha- I let her think for a while that she had me, and then I came back and won, even though she kind of knew that I was, I was clearly faking it. <laughs> um, and then my the youngest niece uh, Emma, who's four, um, she wanted to arm wrestle my sister, and then arm wrestle my mom, and then arm wrestle me and then arm wrestle Heidi. And then my sister Wendy mentioned how, you know, my mom is, is pretty strong even at her age. Um, that she's still, you know, she still got it. Um, as far as strength. And I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, most of the time when, whenever we need to carry, lift like heavy things, it's definitely me and my mom that are partnering up. It's not me and my brother, even though my brother works out. Uh, funny as that's ironic as that sounds, but yeah. Um, my mom's usually my lifting partner for a lot of like tasks. And, um, so she's not wrong. My mom is strong. She's she's country strong. If anybody wants to like, you know, my mom grew up in she's El Salvador. That, she's that corn free and strong. Yeah. So you know, she she was from the farms in El Salvador. So she's she's a strong woman. 
And so we decided to arm wrestle. And I mean, literally, as soon as we started, like, I was I was pulling. I was going for it. And my mom, I don't know if she was putting any effort, but I wasn't. It, it wasn't budging. <laughs> I did not budge. So, yeah, that proves how strong my mom is. But, you know, it, it, my mom is an alpha. I'm not going to not disagree with that. My mom is, in fact, an alpha. You did post that. So, so, so yeah, there is that. But, I'm, you know what? I'm not embarrassed to admit that my mom is stronger than me. I mean, in, in hindsight, I should be stronger than a 60-year-old woman. But, but you no know, way. here we are. But anyways, man, we got a big show ahead of us. You know, we got we got headlines. We do have a lot of headlines. No, no, maybe some kind of entails. We'll we'll probably end up talking about Super League for like a little bit. But we got headlines. We got game previews. We got game recaps. We got players of the week. And this week, this upcoming weekend, there's another singing bet. Yeah, that is correct. The last singing bet of the season, um, because but yeah, that's it. So it's gonna be Spencer versus Edward. We will. We will go ahead and preview that game and um, and once again kind of remind you guys of the singing bet because, you know, some people still don't understand the concept of the singing bet. But anyways, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. Um, you guys are going to hear an ad and we're going to get going with the show. Bro, where did you get that sick jersey? What, this thing? I got it at Fanatics. Fanatics? Yeah, Fanatics. It is a one-stop shop of all things sports. They sell jerseys, hats, shirts, jackets, and much more. You can go to our bio on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. You'll see our link tree to Fanatics. When you go shop on that link, you will not only be getting some fresh gear, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. I'm going to go steal this hat. And we are back. Make sure you guys take full advantage of the ad that you just heard because, once again, it helps us out uh, big time. You know, we have dreams of one day having a studio um, so we don't have to try to go above and beyond for for Spencer and make things a little bit easier for this guy. Yes, sir. But, all right, Edward, we have some headlines, man. So we're going to start things off, and obviously this is, this is something that we've been waiting to hear. We didn't know where he was going to go. Um, and that is, of course, the American Jesse Marsh, um, who currently manages RB Salzburg, actually also managed the New York Red Bulls and now is with RB, uh, Red Bull Salzburg. And he will be the next manager of RB Leipzig. That is correct. He, ha- he is continuing with the Red Bull tradition. And as he's going to Leipzig to replace Julian Nagelsmann, who will be moving on to Bayern Munich. Um, he is now the first American manager to be in a Power Five league, obviously the Bundesliga. Edward, how do you feel? That is pretty amazing, dude. I mean, that's, that's really uh, awesome for him. I mean, congrats to him. Uh, I mean, he, that, he is a good manager, so I mean, sure. I mean, we were talking about this you know, earlier in, in our podcast, so I, I think we were both wanting that for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we both kind of well. I mean, the I'm rumors sorry for Leipzig. The rumors were initially was to to actually replace Marco Rose, who was going to Borussia Dortmund at Borussia Mönchengladbach. But um, I mean, he continues on with the Red Bull organizations, um, and and I mean, Leipzig is a is a good club. Obviously, Julian Nagelsmann has done a great job with RB Leipzig um to get them right now in, in second place and I believe they're also in the final for DFB Pokal, which is against Borussia Dortmund. So this is the I guess you can see a, a little preview of 
of what Julian Nagelsmann can do against Borussia Dortmund. I was going to say Marco Rose, but obviously he's not he's not with Borussia Dortmund yet. He's still with Monte Gladbach. Yeah. But um, it, it's really exciting. It's it's big for for everybody. I mean, it's just it's just great to to hear Americans doing things. Not only just in the player side. Obviously, you know we we have we hear Gio Reyna. We hear you know Christian Pulisic doing his thing in the Champions League. We see. You know, we see all the players doing their things in Europe, and you know, you have Jesse Marsh who is 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 also showing that like the managerial side is also something to look at with these Americans. And I mean, you know, who's to say what's going to happen with you know some of these guys that are competing right now in Europe? That one day these guys are going to be managers, and and hopefully Europe is a is a realistic route for them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is pretty. It's pretty cool to see Justin March in Leipzig. I was I was excited to see if he was gonna end up going to much high out of all times. <laughs> you got this, man. You got this. Munch and Gladbach. There you yeah, go. I, I had to slow myself down there for a second, but no, it, it, it's cool to see him up there. And then one of those teams, one of those uh, powerhouse teams, mind you. Um, if I'm not, I don't know if I'm. Not mistaken, I'm, if I'm not an incorrect fanboy, but Alan came out of there, so I mean, yeah, he was with RB Salzburg, mm-hmm. so that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty badass to see um, yeah, what he can do in Leipzig. Maybe he can find a bit another Alan, another talisman. Who knows? I mean, with with the way RB Leipzig has been, kind of also a breeding ground for young players. Um, I mean, just the fact that they have the Red Bull system. Obviously, you see what. The players that are getting developed by RB Salzburg. Um, I mean, one player, at least for us to to mention, is is definitely uh, Brandon Arison, mm-hmm. who who actually, as a matter of fact, uh, RB Salzburg has lifted. I don't believe the the Austrian the Austrian league, but I do believe they their I guess your their, their domestic cup. Um, they won the Austrian cup um, not that long ago. So, yeah, man, it's it's just it's pretty cool to see what these Americans are doing, and who knows, maybe uh, Brandon Arison ends up following. Uh, Jesse Marsh over to RB Leipzig and join forces with Tyler Adams, another American that's uh, currently in RB Leipzig. Yep. And who knows? Maybe he might actually come up with a formula solution to beat Bayern. I'm just saying. It could be possible. I mean, we're really excited. We're going to keep, definitely keep an eye on. It, it's funny. As much as I talk about RB Leipzig, it seems like I should probably be a fan of this team. But <laughs> I mean, I guess technically the German, I, 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 I say kind of, but not really. But like, I do like Bayern Munich. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I, I kind of don't want to say I'm a supporter of Bayern Munich. I like Bayern Munich, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a supporter, obviously, um, just because uh, you know Real Madrid. I feel like Real Madrid and Arsenal has mo- most of my my focus when it comes to Europe, and then then there's there's the Houston Dynamo, obviously. But um, but yeah, so but congratulations, Jesse Marsh. I definitely can't wait to see what he does and and what it could lead for for Jesse Marsh as well. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, kind of already close to the end of it so it's a pretty good way to start and have his free time focus on trying to see what players can do what um start off kind of you know fresh for next season so mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty fun to watch all right edward so the next headline and i mean edward you know how i feel about stan Kroenke. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people, especially in the unhinged world, in our unhinged family knows how I feel about (laughs) the owner, Stan Kroenke. Um, If you would like to go ahead and express yourself, that means your time. 
Uh, it's gonna be a little too long. <laughs> um, it's I'm already frustrated as it is for Arsenal, but <laughs> um, Stan Kroenke is definitely uh, is a, is a big cause of why. Um, and then obviously it doesn't help the fact that he also is one of the guys that try to push for the Super League. So he's he's just not making himself look better. But <laughs> I, to make myself feel a little bit better, I know that other fans of teams that Stan Kroenke owns aren't necessarily fond of him either. So it's not just a Europe thing. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, a cronky thing. It's a cronky thing. So, so we're, we're at least I'm, I know I'm not alone on that one, but the owner, uh, well, actually, yeah, the owner of Spotify, Daniel Eck wants ownership of Arsenal. Wow. That's, that's pretty crazy. Once again, the owner of Spotify. We're talking about a uh, what's the Facebook guy's name? Mark Zuckerberg. We're talking about a Mark Zuckerberg looking motherfucker. Like, and I'm not disrespecting him. This doesn't mean being disrespectful. But Daniel Eck wants Arsenal. Um, he grew up an Arsenal fan. He he's actually been uh, interviewed a lot about ever since this news broke out of his interest. And he's he mentioned growing up an Arsenal fan and that he. He wants to bring Arsenal back to its good years, not only for himself, but for the fans of Arsenal. So he's already kind of getting getting us on our side. <laughs> At least he's, he's already won me over. But obviously the big task is that the Kroenke family are not planning on selling Arsenal. They do not. They understand that Daniel Egg is, is very interested and is willing to put out the big money to get what he wants. But the Kroenke family said that they will not be hearing it out, which is disappointing. But I feel like I feel Arsenal fans are going to continue showing their displeasurement with the Kroenke family that it could lead to them end up losing the club. Now, for people to like, well, you know, if you didn't like the American owner, why would you want to have another American owner? I don't necessarily think it's the issue is that of where these owners come from. It's just the fact that there's a clear disconnect with some of these ownership groups. That is the clear issue. I mean, if they would have listened to the fans, then the whole Super League wouldn't be that, you know, wouldn't have happened, probably, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But these ownership groups just don't have a connection. And I firmly believe that Stan Kroenke doesn't have a connection with the Arsenal fans. Um, And you have this person, Daniel Egg. I mean, maybe he's just throwing smoke and mirrors out there. Maybe he's trying to win the fans. And, you know, like, I don't know what his agenda is. Maybe he's making up that he's an Arsenal fan. We don't know unless he ends up owning Arsenal. Like we won't know how he is until we until it happens, you know. Um, and so the fact that the fact that you have someone pa- that you have passionate about the club, that's that's what that, that's wants that connection that wants to get the connection done. That's where I'm okay with that. Where you come from is doesn't really matter if you're actually truly and deeply wanting a connection with the fan base. And I'm not saying you don't have to you don't have to grow up a fan of of whatever club you're looking to buy, but the fact that you want to hear out the fans, like you want to do things for the fans, not for the the best interest of the club or the best which to be honest, best interest of the club usually means how do we get more money? Um but if you're if your 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 eyes are set to how do we make the fans happy, then I feel like this is the guy you need to listen out for. And like I said, this guy is more than prepared to make a very, very good offer um, that Stan Kroenke will be open to hear out. Yeah, and he actually has the backing of Henry, Patrick Vieira, and Dennis Bergkamp. So, I mean, he's got pretty good backing. And, I mean, $1.8 billion. Yep. That's how much he's he's prepared 
to offer Arsenal. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a very compelling offer. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't turn around and say no. You wouldn't be like, I mean, I'm I, I, I'm I think I'm a Daniel Ek guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta say, man, he's he's risking it all to get Arsenal. Uh, it, it, is the Cronky family gonna hear? I mean, money talks at some point. Everyone has it, their price. I think is is fair to say. I don't know if you want to agree to that, Edward, but. I feel at some point everyone has their price and maybe I think Daniel X definitely maybe kind of putting his foot in, in the door on the door, at least for right now, that Kronk is gonna have to go ahead and, and maybe listen to what he what he has to say. Well yeah, I mean um the thing Henry even said uh I think it's gonna be a long and not easy if it ever does happen. One thing that I want to reiterate is that Daniel will not move away. He will be there waiting to see if they want to sell. So basically just adding to what you said. It's like that meme uh, of like Moses like throwing out Barney, and then Barney reappears in the back of the bar. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, obviously you know Daniel Ek is is Barney, and Moses like is Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke throws Daniel Ek saying, "I don't want your min- I don't want your one point eight billion." And then as you see the door open, you see Daniel Ek back <laughs> back in the in the bar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, he's I think he's just waiting it out. I mean, he's made the offer. He's waiting it out. But if he's really a diehard fan, he may even up his his ante at this point. Maybe he might be like, okay, you know what, one point nine. I mean, this this guy, this guy. If there's one person that I can say for sure has fuck you money, it's definitely Daniel Ek. I mean, Spotify. I I'm sure right now we have listeners using Spotify right now to listen to us. So he's worth apparently Forbes values him at four point two billion. So. He's offering almost half of his worth just to own Arsenal. So yeah, I think he is a fanboy. <laughs> I, I think for sure. I think, and then you have the Arsenal legends backing this guy up. So mm-hmm. if there's a connection, I think there. That's that's and where that, it is. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. That's a good uh, connection to have, especially Henry. And Henry is the one that's actually. I mean, uh, you you have part of the Invincibles. Yeah, and he's emphasizing that hey, the fans want change in ownership. Um. This is probably the best way to do it at the moment. I, I mean, like I said, you had Ian Wright tweet out hashtag Cronky out for a while. Cronky out, probably still now. Cronky out was was trending in Twitter, like it was massive. How much people were, and to the point where Man U fans were even trying to like piggy onto that, trying to get the Glazers out too as well. Um, it clearly it was it's it's strong and and hopefully it gets done. But obviously, uh, Kron- the Cronkies are prepared to to stand strong and like I said, everyone has their price and and maybe Daniel Ek can probably get some uh, maybe even some more uh, financial backing from somewhere else. Maybe it is the maybe the, it is the Arsenal legends that jump in as well. So and if if that doesn't if that doesn't make the Arsenal fans happy, I don't know what will. So I mean, hey, you're an Arsenal fan, so I mean, it sounds like you're way on board. On oh, this I'm one. I'm I'm on the Daniel X train. <laughs> like, y- y- I'm on the Daniel X train. When Daniel Ek, like, I'll I'll say this right now. If Daniel Ek ends up buying Arsenal, I will buy an Arsenal jersey with Ek with Daniel Ek on the on as an as a player name and whatever year he bought the team. <laughs> so it could be Daniel Ek twenty twenty you know twenty two. It could be it could be a hey, it could be uh one it could be the number eighteen and you just add the dot you saw the dot yourself at the bottom. <laughs> it's a one point eight. Oh, one point eight. 
Or whatever, whatever price it ends up being. Price it ends up being, who knows, <laughs> man. But yeah, I mean, I might have to, I might have to look into that. We'll, we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep it up. We'll keep an eye out on Daniel X and his, uh, wanting to purchase of Arsenal. So that way we can actually keep going for him, see what happens. But pretty sure a lot of people have been seeing this, like you said on Twitter. So yeah, for sure. Now speaking of another ownership group, and I mean, we kind of mentioned it here, the Glazer family. Oh yeah. So this past weekend, Arsenal, I'm not Arsenal, Manchester United fans were out for, I guess, what was to be a peaceful protest outside of Old Trafford, which I mean, it's still going. People are still having their protests. Um, I mean, yes, it, it yes, it is coming from the whole Super League thing, but it still comes from the fact that this is an ongoing frustration for a lot of these fans, especially with fan, certain fans that have club owners that you know, are American. Um, and one of them being obviously Manchester United with the Glazers, um, which has been an ongoing, this is don't act like I'm not going to sit here and say the super league is what caused all this because the, the frustration with the Glazer family has been ongoing for years since the Glazers bought Manchester United. And I mean, I, you can kind of attest to that, but you know, but the frustrations have always been out there. You've seen fans out there in Manchester United games, wearing the green and gold, which um, has some sort of meaning. I think it goes back to what Manchester United used to be, the club that they used to be um, before they became Manchester United. And so, you know, kind of showing the the roots of Manchester United and what the Glazers family have kind of moved away from has been like the issue. And I mean, let's face it, Manchester United hasn't necessarily been the same club since the Glazers took over. Um, But there was a protest outside of Old Trafford and I mean, when it comes to protests, you have the peaceful protesters, and then you have the ones that are that are ready to have complete and total chaos. And those are the ones that ended up shining, as they found a way. I don't know. I never. I didn't actually read through it very well, but they found a way to get into Old Trafford, and they breached Old Trafford, um, kind of similar to the Capitol. Uh, if you guys remember a while back, um, you had a lot of magas. Uh, make America make America great again. If you guys don't know what MAGA means, um, storm into the Capitol in Washington D.C. and uh, yeah, that happened. So this was I I I don't know about you. Or am I am I am I wrong for comparing those two incidences together? <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to speak on that one. I'm gonna leave, I'm I'm kind of like going to let you float on that one. It's uh, it's just <sighs> I'm just going to say this. Where is the security? Where was the security in this situation? Like similar to with the Capitol, where was the security that you let all these Manchester? I mean, okay, granted, it is a lot of Manchester United fans. Sometimes you got to be realistic in your in your causes. Am I really prepared to fight? You know, almost. I I don't want to say hundreds because I feel like that's over exaggeration. Maybe like 70, 50, 20. Yeah, it was a lot of them. It, there was a lot. Like it was it was a crowded it was crowded field. But you know, three of you versus. 70 of them, it's like, yeah, I don't like my odds here. Maybe that's what was going on with security. But they stormed onto the uh, into the stadium. They were able to go into the pitch. And the pitch was basically prepared for, you know, Manchester United and Liverpool, which was the game that was supposed to happen. Um, you know, have the field set up for them to go ahead and start getting ready for their warm-ups. Um, yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, so the the fans stormed into the field. They even like grabbed some of the ball, like some of the balls, and started kicking into the, into the penalty. You know, started kicking penalties, um, kind of just having a fun with it. You know, they had like their flares going. 
um, causing a lot of damage, obviously to the to the field and the and the stadium. Um, throwing camera tripods, even going near cameras. Didn't you, didn't you say that there was a kid that jumped on top of the goalpost, like he climbed the goalie net? Yeah. Uh, so we did. There was a child. Well, not, I want to say child, but he like was like fifteen years old. 14, 14. Yeah, like a teenager, like a probably like just became a teenager. Um, yeah, he he climbed up, climbed up the netting of the goal, was posing out. The, it was like kind of posted up for a little bit there, and then um, he did j- come try to climb out. Which I mean, it, his face it, the goal was pretty high. Yeah. So he he climbed off, and then he kind of took a fall. I'm sure he was fine because he was like running around and then jumping on his friend's back. So um, clearly he's okay. But <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it it was definitely. An alarming sight. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, so obviously because of all this, um, this ended up postponing the Manchester versus Liverpool game, which for not necessarily a team connected for this game, but kind of is, which is Manchester City. Because if I believe if Liverpool was able to beat Manchester United, Manchester City would officially be the winners of the of the Premier League. Yeah. So. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, didn't. If anything, it postponed it. Yeah, so it postponed it. So, but this is like the weird thing because it's almost near the end of the season. Um, you know, Liverpool's where they're gonna. I think at this point, well, maybe who knows what happens, but maybe at the end of the season, maybe they say, "Hey, look, Liverpool's gonna be where Liverpool's gonna be. Manchester United is in their spot. Maybe we just don't have the match." Um, because obviously, you know, next week Manchester City does have a shot at clinching the Premier League title on their own. So. There is that, but uh, for you, Edward, do you think this was just, or do you, do you, are you, how do you feel? I know that there's frustration with Manchester United, kind of confused. I mean, there's frustration with the ownership, of course, you know, hands down. These guys are looking at this as a business, but um, I probably wouldn't be one of the guys to go in there and, you know, try to postpone the match or even destroy the field, go in there. And you know how you were asking, like, where the security was and everything? What What if? What if this, is a big, this is a big what if. What if the security guards were part of, 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 the, uh, of the mob? This is some straight-up green screen hooligan shit, is what, what you're saying. telling me. That's what I'm saying. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's weird that you mentioned it. You know, no, tab, no tabloid or no newspaper that I've read so far. I even went to The Guardian. And they haven't said anything about, oh, security was trampled or you know, security ran off or there was a security guard that they talked to and he said this. No, nope, no, no mention of security. Just people going in, uh, people going around the stadium, people even going to the hotel that Mourinho stays in and nothing, not any, nothing about security. You mentioned the flares and mentioned everything, but nothing about the security. So it's like, hmm, what if, you know? That is crazy to think. And, and even more so just to, is is it crazy that Manchester United now has their second incident involving lack of a lack of security? Because uh, I mean, you had you had, you well, obviously this happened, the, and then you had the naked man of Granada. Yeah, yeah the, the naked man of Granada. So, um, well, what? <laughs> that's the point. Like, what if his family is, is so focused on making this a billionaire business that they're skirt, they're skimping on all the other stuff that's going around? You know what I mean? Like security's one of them. Hell, for you know, they ran out of toilet paper in one of the stalls, and they just never put it back in. They just put out of order on the stall, and just went in, just went on with their lives for peeing only, right? <laughs> peeing only. Make sure you just flush. Number two only. Oh, number one. Who the hell? Number no, two. number no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. 
I, I was gonna say that that line from Meet the Fockers, which was uh, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. I don't think I don't. I feel like not many people would would get that reference. Um, I don't know many people watch Meet the Fockers. <laughs> and see, look, so like the Glazers intend to stay and turn the Manchester United into a ten billion dollar business. They don't have any plan to sell, as even as as a response to what happened. And if anything, the club could ban fans responsible for the criminality. So yeah, that's a lot of fans. I mean, that yeah. is. I think they said it was like close to ninety five percent of like all the people that were living there. Of basically, that's why it was so many because it wasn't just it wasn't just guys like us like in thirties and twenties or even it was like families going old ladies, women, like all kinds of shit. Like, dude, like it wasn't just, you know, grownups or like grown ass men going into there trying to make a fool of themselves. It's apparently it's like people who hold this club as this is culture. This is family. This is the beautiful game. Not a fucking business. So it was people who really, really, really care about this team. And, and, and I mean, once, a, once again, you had the, the the one fan holding a sign, uh, you can buy the club, but you can never buy the heart and soul. Yep, exactly. So it it, it definitely got some attention. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. I think it definitely I think that was the goal was to get attention. I think even worldwide, bro. Yeah, um, I mean, storming a field is definitely it kind of, like once again kind of similar to uh, the storming of the Capitol. So I mean, the good thing, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say it. The good thing is it wasn't violent. Like there wasn't people breaking out into fights and shit like that. Like it was like I like like they said it's, it was a protest. Nobody really went in there to go ahead and fight each other because they all were joined together for the same purpose of it all. Yeah, and I agree with that. Um, so I hope I mean we'll we'll probably definitely it's interesting to see what's going to happen with the Liverpool Manchester United game. I just especially right now near like, like closer to close to the end. Like we're we're al- we're almost at the end of the season. I mean, yeah. Champions League is going to be at the end of the month, so. It's uh. We'll, we'll we'll see when they they go ahead and announce. Okay, this is when the Liverpool, uh, Manchester United. I mean, will happen, you know, kind of stuff. the game might not even matter at that point. Like, I mean, that that's that's the thing that I'm kind of wondering. It's like we're so near the end of the season that you know by the time they play it out, maybe those, they may, they those, just, that game doesn't really matter. Yeah, they may just even say like some stipulation of like, okay, we'll just end this as a draw. Or, or they I feel it. like you would have to give the loss to Manchester United. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, or they could do because of the fan base, Manchester United will lose this game two zero. You know, just like that, just plain and simple, and they'll move on. They'll it, kind of it's it's, def- it's definitely something that's going to be worth looking into. Um, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it because it's it's a it's a pretty interesting story, and you know, we'll keep an eye on the Glacier family as well to make sure that uh, shit gets done or shit doesn't get done. Maybe maybe the owner of Pandora wants to buy buy Manchester United. Oh, okay, so these guys are talking about oh we want to make a three billion dollar team into a ten billion dollar team. The fuck is that gonna happen, bro? Like Jesus, what are they planning on doing? Sock spon- sock sponsors, short sponsors, bro. Like no, no shit, bro. Like it, it just it doesn't make sense. They're they're understand. about to look like a like a league IMX team. Oh, bro, you know, like, like I'm just uh, I don't even know, man. Like, as I say that, as I'm wearing a Pumas jersey, which I'm not a Pumas fan. <laughs> you just like how it looks. Um, no. So what happened was uh, we're gonna go ahead and be off track for a bit. Um, what happened was uh, so 
uh, what's it? Soccer for all. So it's a Houston based uh, soccer store. They also sell lacrosse stuff. I always think it's random that they also mentioned that they have lacrosse stuff. Um, but they sell soccer jerseys and, and soccer soccer gear as well. And um, they they did a mystery. They have a mystery bag. So like I believe it's uh, I think it's like maybe like ninety dollars. You get three jerseys. Uh, one of them is going to be an authentic jersey. Um, and you know, so you get three jerseys for for ninety bucks, um, which is obviously going to be like the stuff that you know that's probably like on clearance or something like that. So who knows if you essentially get your value. Um, but I thought it was kind of fun, so I decided to do it. I ended up getting uh, this one. So this Pumas jersey, which once again, I'm not a Pumas fan, but because um, I mean, I, I guess if you, if I had to say, if I had a Mexican team, it's Toluca. But uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not that really. I'm not. I don't really like stay up to date with them. Um, I, I I I do like catch up with them, see what they're doing, and all that. Like I know Cristante is currently the manager once again, which thank God because I thought he was a good manager. Um, but you know, they, so I got a Pumas Jersey and I mean, I do like the Pumas Jersey just cause like, I like the, I, I like how it looks. It's a very clean Jersey. I like the, the Panther logo, the Puma logo, which so, yeah, I was like, the Puma logo. Um, even as ironically, like the first time I saw this logo, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even see Puma when I was a kid. Like I thought it was as like, like Bane, like Bane. <laughs> cause it, it looks like a guy flexing. Like the, the the Puma logo kind of looks like a guy flexing, so I never put two and two together that that was a Puma. So, <laughs> I I knew it was a cat. I saw the shadow of a cat always, but never do flexing. But I mean, that's how I saw it. I, it, it it's good. <laughs> I'm just I was a stupid kid. Um, but anyway, so I got that. I got a Porto jersey, and then I got like a Dynamo. Once again, it's a Houston-based store, so obviously they're gonna give me some Dynamo gear. So in a Dynamo jersey. So I did that, and so like, and I kind of was like debating on what I was going to do with the Puma jersey because obviously I don't support Pumas. I was I said I had no problem keeping the Porto jersey just because I don't have a Portuguese team, so I can like just rock it just because it's just it, I, I I have no like ties to the team, but I mean I don't have real ties to the Portuguese league to begin with, so I can still wear it. And and, and I mean it's a nice looking jersey, anyways. Um, but I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna keep the jersey. It looks nice. If anything, maybe I wear it whenever I go play soccer or something like that. But yeah, so um, Edward, it is debate time, and I feel like I kind of have a good idea of what you're gonna say, but I need to give this man more and more shine because this is a player that I do firmly believe in. I think he's a great player. I think he's very underrated, and that is Kaylor Navas. Mm-hmm. Kaylor Navas, who recently just got extended with PSG to 2024. Um, which hopefully that means they're not going to be looking to get another goalkeeper. Um, at least that's what I hope for. Because mm-hmm. um, I will say this. I think Kaylor Navas, if it wasn't for the fact that he's Costa Rican, I think people would, would give him the respect and I would and say that he is a top goalkeeper. Yeah. And the thing is with him... So before we go into this, the debate topic, is Kaylor Navas a top goalkeeper? I mean, in my opinion, I would say yes. Care to elaborate? Well, that's what I was about to go into. I think he's very... I don't think he's one of those um, high-flying goalkeepers that tries to be super flair. Like, I'll be honest, he's not like a 
Manuel Nauer, where he's like, I'm going to do my little skill set over here on the side, or I'm going to juke some dude, or stuff like that. Like, he's very plain and simple. You could see his kind of play style. Um, so I think he, just just in that, and then his own, also like his origins, like you say, Costa Rica, and to make it to where he's at now, and even playing for Real Madrid, big name. Um, internationally, he plays really, really well. I mean, he's, he's he's a goalkeeper who deserves a lot of recognition. I mean, we should remind everybody that Costa Rica did make it to the semifinal in the 2014 World Cup. I think so. Yeah, I mean, that was when the, yeah, the, the, the no era penal yeah. year, so. But, but, you know, it's just, um, I think he is a very, very, very well-rounded goalkeeper, very traditional. I think people can actually feel safe. Like he won't just parry, you know, he won't just parry the ball towards the field. If anything, if he needs to parry, he'll parry it outside of of the goalkeeper out of, yeah, outside for the corner kick instead. And you know how I feel about that. I really, I'd rather do that than, you know, I'm going to parry it to the front or I'm going to parry it to the, to the outside of the box and have another dude just have a shot at it, have a crack at it. You know, so I, I honestly do feel that Keller Navas is a underrated goalkeeper, and um, he, I, I, I like, I like his, his playing style. Mind you, I'm a guy who likes, you know, with the flair and everything. Manuel Nauer to me is a pretty badass goalkeeper. Whenever he does that, in jukes and he'll go ahead and like, oh, I'm gonna shoot it. Oh, I juked you, and the guy just keeps running. That's pretty admirable. But I, I got to give props to Keller Navas. He's been a he's been a hell of a goalkeeper. Shit, and if it wasn't for him, also like PSG in the Champions League right now, they wouldn't be where they're at right now. I mean, he did make he did get them to the Champions League. I mean, obviously it's not all him, but it's they not did all him. But, but they mean, did make it to the Champions League final in his first year. Yeah, exactly. Um, coincidence, I think not. And obviously, he was also part of the the three P for Real Madrid. Um, which I mean, that was a very that was a very talented Real Madrid team. But I mean, you need to have a goalkeeper like Kaylor Navas. Um. To take over, and I mean, the the reason why Keylor Navas came to Real Madrid initially was because of how he performed in the World Cup. Uh, Real Madrid, unfortunately, were prepared to move on from Iker Casillas, um, which that that maybe initially I was kind of hesitant with Keylor Navas just because I knew what Real Madrid had with Iker Casillas. Yeah, uh, and I mean, the guy's a captain; he's a legend. You know, he he he's gonna to this day will still hold respect no matter what with Real Madrid, but. The, but Kaylor Navas, I mean, I liked him. I thought he was a really goalkeeper, a uh, really good goalkeeper. I mean, I've seen what he's done with Costa Rica. I mean, he had a phenomenal World Cup, which is the reason why he was brought into Real Madrid. Um, actually, a lot of players, now that I think about it, from that 2014 World Cup, ended up moving to some big clubs. I mean, you had Daniel Ospina, who went to Arsenal, which that never worked out because they never played him. Um, you had James Rodriguez also going to Real Madrid. Um, Tony Cruz going to Real Madrid. Weirdly enough, a lot of them went to Real Madrid. Um, but, you know, Kaylor Navas had like just an amazing career and constantly, constantly being disrespected. I mean, obviously, once once Iker Casillas left to go to Porto, then you had Kiko Casilla come in. I think, to me, I think if it wasn't for the fact that Kaylor Navas is Costa Rican, that he's Central American, that he comes from the CONCACAF, if he was European, I feel like everyone would be talking highly of him and how he's a world-class goalkeeper. Maybe some would argue that he's the best goalkeeper in the world. I'm not that person. But 
I know he's a top goalkeeper. He's world-class. He's proven time and time again. And I will probably sit here to this day and say that he is the best player right now from the CONCACAF. Uh, I, I mean, you can make an argument for, for Raul Jimenez. Unfortunately, his injuries is kind of the reason why he's, he's not in that conversation. You, you, can even make a, uh, you can make an argument for Alfonso Davies, but he's still so young. And he hardly he doesn't play as much as Kaylor Navas does. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Kaylor Navas is a crucial player for PSG. Um, and for that, to me, I just, he is the best player in the CONCACAF. No one can argue with it. I don't think anybody can make a debate on that topic. The best player in the CONCACAF is, is Kaylor Navas. Uh, and, and I think one of the top goalkeepers in the world right now, and Kaylor Navas deserves that respect. I'm glad that he got that, that extension for PSG. Like I said, I hope that that's a sign to show that we're committed to Kaylor Navas and, and he's going to be part of, of the future with PSG. I mean, you know, he's, I believe he's like 32. So, I mean, for goalkeepers, I don't, I I don't necessarily see age as an issue. Um, I think with more experience, they're actually more valuable than a younger goalkeeper, but I, I'm just glad to see that. Hopefully in the summer, we don't, we don't find out that David De Gea went actually, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if David De Gea goes to, goes to Juventus at this point because they need a goalkeeper. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, thanks. What to say? Um, kicking me when I'm down. You know? But wouldn't you want? Wouldn't you love David De Gea in, in, in well in yeah. FIFA? It's Pierre Montecalcio. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's just in real, in real life is not that. <sighs> but anyways, so I mean, we both kind of said our answers. We both agree, we both agree that uh, Keller Davis is a top goalkeeper. As we speak, there is a post on our Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC of this debate topic. Go ahead and give us your two cents on it if you believe that Kaylor Navas is a world-class goalkeeper. Or if not, you know, obviously state your case. Um, And if you guys have an idea for a debate topic that we should use for a future episode, well, you can go ahead and drop it on that post. Or you can send us a personal message on Instagram and Twitter, once again, at InsertNameFC. And uh, we will, if we like it, we'll go ahead and Feature it on a future episode as well as give you a shout out. Even as ridiculous as your username is, we will go ahead and, and give you a shout out. So real real quick to add on to this whole debate that we have with Kaylor Navas, I'm looking the world's current 10 best goalkeepers. Apparently this list was updated on April 20th, on April 10th, I think, or April 20th. And he's actually a number four. He's a he's ahead of uh, he's ahead of Mount uh, Manuel Nauer actually. So, oh wow! Yeah, Manuel Nauer is actually number nine. Who, who's in front of them? Uh, let's see, number ten, Donnarumma, nine, Nauer, eight, Yasine Bonu from Sevilla. Okay. Samir Handanovic from Inter, Alison Becker from Liverpool, Ederson from Man City. Taylor Navas, QG, Ter Stegen, number three is Barcelona, number two, Courtois, Real Madrid, and number one, Jan Oblak, Atletico Madrid. I'm going to ride on that constantly and constantly remind you, Edward, that Jan Oblak is the world's best goalkeeper. Uh, but I'm happy to see that Taylor Navas is at least in the top five. I would honestly maybe throw him. <laughs> I, I would say top three. I honestly don't rate Thibaut Courtois as highly as, as most people do. He's a good goalkeeper. I'm not saying that he's not, but I think he does benefit from his back line. Yeah. 
Um, I feel Kaylor. I think I I I feel like my top three goalkeepers would be Yano, Black, Terstegen, and and Kaylor Navas. Yeah, I just don't think I, I just I just feel like Manuel Noir has kind of just kind of gone down well, over he's the still out because remember injuries. the World Cup he had the injuries and then also I mean he's done his little fair share of mistakes and already his age he's not the same uh he doesn't have the same agility as he used to. I mean I would say he's a top five goalkeeper yeah, still, he, but still, but I feel there. like he's in the top ten. To me he's still a top ten. Yeah. Just... Um but but I yeah, I, I think for at least right now for me top three. Would be number one, Yano, Yano Black, number two, Ter Stegen, and number three, Killer Navas. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll jump on that one for a little bit. For a little bit. Stegen should be. All right. So, once again, make sure you guys hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC so you guys give us your thoughts on this debate topic. And obviously, also uh, go ahead and give us a follow because we're trying to. Bubble. We're actually at 100, uh, at 100 followers on Instagram. So, yeah. so that's pretty cool. Um, hopefully we can get the Twitter number up as well, but, um, and to, it's obviously, uh, like I said, go ahead and, and, and hit us up on there. Give us your two cents. And of course, also drop a debate topic for us to use in a future episode. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we're going to go and start with some game recaps. Hector, what was your new year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it is simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, you listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the Insert Name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. Once again, make sure you guys take full advantage of that great partner of ours and uh, help us out. Yes, sir. Do it, do it, do it. All right, Edward. Game recaps. What is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't come to anybody's surprise. Is Barcelona versus Valencia, where Barcelona came out on top three to two. And so yeah, I mean it was a good match, and I'll be honest, freaking they choked in the last match, and I was upset about that. I was really upset about that. But that does mean that you know there's still like what two or three more matches to play. Um. For them to actually go all the way through, see if they can actually get first place now. Um, but you know, hey, it was a good match though. It was it was actually a good match, and um, Barcelona actually had sixty eight percent of the possession. And they outshot Valencia fourteen to nine, so they're still in contention for first place. So they are actually able to take it if they beat Atletico Madrid in the next, in the next match. So it was it was a it was a really nice game. I actually saw it. So that was one of the ones that I could actually catch, and I'm glad I did. So yeah. But uh, what about you, Hector? What's your game to recap? Well, I get, I mean I thought we were going to talk a little bit about that Barcelona game, but okay. I'm saving it. You know why I'm saving? It. You know why? I'm I mean, saving it. I was going to point out <laughs> the fact that they're still they still kept themselves alive in La Liga race. Yeah. So I mean, they they did. 
like I said, I mean, they actually do have a chance to get to first place and actually win La Liga, which is what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, I'm already feeling the freaking, I'm already feeling tense just thinking about it. Ugh. Shake it up, shake it up. All right. So my game to recap, since everyone wants to just kind of go very quickly on the Barcelona game, <laughs> um, is Leon versus Monaco. Leon beating Monaco in a very, very dramatic 3-2 win. Um, the game, these guys put it all in this game. I mean, it was a very emotional game for for Leon as they are look. I believe this win got them to uh, into a Champions League spot. I don't know if it's it's official that they're in the Champions League spot, but they definitely were celebrating like they were. So, I mean, I guess you can take that for that they made it. Um, but a very emotional game, very emotional game because uh, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll definitely get to that part. But uh, Leon had fifty three percent of the possession. Like once again, this was a very tight match. This was going. It was a back and forth battle. Um, for in this game, uh, Leon outshot seventeen to twelve, and as as the goal was scored in the final minute, so the game was two was a uh, two two. Um, Anthony Lopez was kind of frustrated because he he gave up a careless penalty where he literally punched a player in the face. Didn't get a red card, got a yellow card, but he did punch. Trying to punch the ball out, he ends up missing the ball and and hit the face of the player. Um, Edward can relate to that. And so it's not fun, even with even though those gloves are very cushioned. Like I mean, you're just, I mean, boxing gloves still hurt. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank God the material isn't the boxing glove material. Because, but anyways, so a costly penalty ends up having uh, puts Leon in a very uh, tough place because obviously they need a win to put themselves in that Champions League spot. But as the young 18 year old scores the game win, I didn't, I forgot to write down his name, uh, but. <laughs> The young player comes into the match, scores the game winner, and you can see the tears. Just Andy Lopez just falling on the floor and just crying, knowing that he that they were able to redeem themselves and get back on top. And like I said, this put them in the Champions League. I, as far as I know, I don't know if the season. I, I know for sure the season isn't over yet, but um, maybe this win was able to push them in front of Monaco to have enough distance so they are in that Champions League spot. Who knows? I really don't. Know why they celebrate like they celebrated, but they did. <laughs> so it's getting me to think that maybe they did it. But now, like, I feel like there's still some games left, and it's a very t- close contest in the top four right now in in Ligue 1. So this is where I'm confused. But well, well, I mean, okay. So trying to take it back real quick, the player's name is Cherky. Yeah, Cherky. There we go. The young, the young year, the young 18 year old literally comes to the game and becomes a hero. Definitely solidified himself for Lyon and. Possibly means that he's probably going to go somewhere else, because <laughs> that's that's what happens in Leon. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's he's seventeen years old, and he he was actually born right there. Well, France. I mean, because I mean, like, a lot of these like so, Leon is one of those teams that they lose a lot of their players. Like that's that that's what happens. Um, obviously, there is some players right now that are heavily rumored to be leaving. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember the French the midfielder's hour. Power is that is one of those players, um, but anyways, kind of going back into this, the game ended with some with some mess, with some mess. Literally, the game was over, and a fight broke out. A fight broke out. Fight. A fight broke out. What the fuck? So as as I guess as as you know, Leon is celebrating. Like I said once again, they 
They made it to the champions. I, I really don't understand. There's still some games left in the season. Like I said, once again, it's a very close race in the top four. I feel, I guess they felt that they edged themselves at least because they have the, the win on Monaco that maybe that pushes them into a, a promising spot for the champions. I, I don't know, but there, I, that's my confusion right there. They won. And I mean, they won like they won the Super Bowl. So, but anyways, there were some emotions and funny enough, it just happens to be the Italians that got into a fight. <laughs> so, and Desiglio. So the players that were suspended, there were four players that got red cards. And that is Desiglio, from Lyon was Desiglio and Marcelo, who Marcelo also scored a goal in, in that game. And then for Monaco was Pellegrini, which is a promising Italian forward, and uh, uh, Guibels. This... It was just like the the most bizarre thing as you're seeing these teams celebrating and then all of a sudden, bam, there's a fight. And you have players pulling each other out. You have Anthony Lopez holding holding back Ben Yedder. You're just it's just just a, a swarm of players just coming in. A lot of them trying to stop the fight from happening. Guys just could, some guys ready to ready to battle. Um I'm 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 it's probably safe to say that Monica and Leona are a rivalry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, it's. I think you got to think about it because, like, they're while they're celebrating, time's still running. Yeah, I understand. No, it's the still- game was over. That game was literally over. They fought after the game. <laughs> the game was. The game was done. This was. This makes me want to watch Ligoon. Like, not gonna lie to you, huh? for this happening, I was like, man, this league has to be good for you to have players fighting it out, literally. Damn, yeah, just like that, too. Fuck. You know, we might have to watch Legoon now. I mean, we can. It's on BN Sports. Well, at least I can. It's on BN Sports. I might just give Edward my password at this point. Yeah, Fubo TV. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, no, yeah, it was it was such a crazy ending to this game. Once again, the game was over, and this fight broke out. Like, you know, this is when the part where, you know, the you know the, the Leon players go and comfort the Monaco players and, like, tell them good game. You know, like that. That's what usually happens in games like this. But something happened between the Italians. Some, uh, something happened. I mean... It must have, it must have been the hand gesture. The, the Italian hand gesture. <laughs> something happened and, uh, and a fight broke out. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's insane, bro. I, I, I mean, <laughs> trust me. I, I play what? I guess you could call it Sunday League, but it's like during the week. It, it, it literally looked like a game in Chimney Rock. Oh, God. It's horrible. <laughs> Actually, that is very accurate. Chimney Rock, there's a lot of fights that come happen after after games, even before games in Chimney Rock. Yeah, I hope you're outside in the parking lot. It's like, what? Even before the games, there, yeah. there's fights that happen at Chimney Rock. Fucking dudes just look at each other ugly and shit. Man. I'm like, bro, like, it's just a game. It's not like y'all getting paid like these players. You know, that's their paycheck. Over here, we're fucking, hey. We're just, we're just As a matter of fact, we have to give money for the for the referee fee. Right? Bro, <laughs> we have to pay to be part of the team. It's like we ain't got no sponsorships. Nobody's giving me these fucking side please. But yeah, so there is that. All right, our players of the week. I mean, we all have a good idea who's your player of the week, but go ahead. <laughs> another another on another note. This is who my player of the week is. I'm pretty sure it comes to no surprise. Basically, deja vu from the game recap. It's Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi, who scored two goals in Barcelona's 3-2 win against Valencia. That free kick, though. That, that was, was Messi's 50th 
goal off of free kick, correct? 56. 56. Because him and Cristiano are now tied for free kick goals with that with that goal that Messi made. So, is, so, so I have a question for you, Edward. Uh-huh. If they both go to PSG, which is you know, the, the whole super team dream, uh-huh. who takes a free kick? I think it's going to vary on the angle. If you, if you give that free kick to, let's say, to the keeper's left corner, I think it's going to be messy. If you give it to where it's going either straight down the middle or to the right side uh, corner of the goalkeeper's corner, then it's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Mind you, I'm talking as in like the keeper's vision. So to the keeper's left, it's going to be Messi. And then to the keeper's right, it's going to be Ronaldo. Either way, you basically, you're kind of like fucked at that point. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're, you're damned if you do oh, and damned bro, if you don't. What? That's a good tactic, right? That's a good scare tactic. You put Messi on the ball and you got Ronaldo looking like he's about to step up to it. Bro, that goalkeeper is going to be like, oh. And, and then you, and then you have Moises King take the free kick. Oh, God. <laughs> Mind you, I've never seen Moises oh. King take a free kick, so I don't know how that's going to pan out. Right? Bro. Or what if they do the trick play of like letting the goalkeeper take the free kick and somehow Caleb Navas actually scores? <laughs> and it'll, it'll, it'll be like a little little thing for his career. He'll have a goal. You know? He's played all these great matches and he'll have I a goal. I mean, Manuel Norris never kicked a free kick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's kicked a penalty, but he's never kicked a free kick. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but dude, like honestly, Messi played very, very good in this past match, and he he actually he scored, he scored um two goals for Barcelona's win, and I mean that like I said, that free kick was fire. I think even the goalkeeper actually managed to touch it just the no no, it went all the way to the pole, it went all the way to the pole, and then it went it ricocheted in, so he managed to curl it. Over the wall, and then as soon as it curled, goalkeeper tried to reach it. There was no way he was going to catch that because it went to the angle where it's all the way to the pole, all the way to the point. It just went in and ricocheted right behind the goalkeeper. It was like it was a beauty of a goal. Okay, all right, man. So what about you? My props? player of the week, uh-huh. and I mean, you got to give the man his props. He had his game, and that's all I got to say for it. Yep. And that is Gareth Bale. Who scores a hat trick in Tottenham's four nothing win against Sheffield United? Crazy how Jose Maria never realized that this could happen if you have Gary Bale in the starting lineup. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, he had a game. Um, I mean, I, I once again, I, I just don't think that Gary Bale really played all that much in his time so far in his time in in Tottenham, and kind of goes back to Jose Mourinho just you know brings in players just to not play them. Um, that's that's the thing that he does. <laughs> I mean, yes. Edward can attest to that as well. Um, but I mean, Gareth Bale had a game. I mean, Hummin's son also scored a goal and provided an assist. But the the real man to talk about is Gareth Bale. Um, he just had a great game, great match, great performance. So there's nothing really much else you can say about it. It was just overall just a very good showing um, for Gareth Bale and. I think this was something of a, of a relief for him, you know, because like I said, he's been struggling to get uh, starting lineup, uh, to get put on the starting lineup, just playing matches in general, and for him to have this 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 kind of game, um, I mean, I, I feel I could solidify him either to maybe stay in Tottenham or or maybe Real Madrid sees now that they have they could probably still use him or maybe you know Gareth Bale has at least can get some interest 
uh, for a possible transfer. So, I mean, this was a game that he needed. Um, hopefully he can at least build on this and, and not have it be for nothing. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely see, you know, see what happens with Garrett Bale. Yeah, man. I mean, Garrett Bale, he, he does deserve playing time, man. He is a good player. I'm not saying, like, oh, my God, he's amazing and everything. And there's a lot of people I, I, that I used to think, like, damn, that dude is a beast. And honestly, he is a beast. Uh, that's that killer speed he had in Real Madrid. Holy snot. I still remember that. I mean, him. Garrett Bale's are responsible for a lot of big moments in Real Madrid's history. Um, I mean, obviously the the Copa del Rey uh, final win where he where he basically outran Jordi Alba. Yeah, uh, even though Jordi Alba tried to like pull him back, and he, even then, still he just he chunk. I was like, calm, bro. Calm, um, calm. Gareth Bale's uh, game winner was it a game winner? Yeah, it was a game winner in the Champions League final. I mean, Gareth Bale was was a part of a lot of big moments for Real Madrid's history, and that's something that you, as much as some fans may not may consider Gareth Bale overrated. He's still part of that history, and he he's part of the the three P. He's part of he's part of La Decima. Like that's gonna come with Gareth Bale. I, I feel like Gareth Bale was worth that money. Maybe it took him a while to finally get his uh, his his to get comfortable with the club, but um, I mean it was there. Um, you know, BBC was a thing at, at one point, which I gotta be careful when I say that because <laughs> I'm, I'm Bale saying- Bale Benzema Cristiano Ronaldo, not not the other thing. No, but they call it BBC, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, bro. Yeah, it was not the. I think it was just because they wanted a cool acronym like MSN. <laughs> yeah, MSN was actually cool. That was cool. Acronym. I mean, it's not like it's a sports. Ne- not it's not like it's a channel or anything. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so congratulations to Lionel Messi. Third time Lionel Messi has actually been featured as Player of the Week, by the way. And, yeah, I wonder by who. And Gareth Bale for the first time. Hopefully not his last, but well, we we don't know. But yeah, so congratulations, congratulations to them for getting Players of the Week. Um, Edward, it is time for some game previews. All right, bro. Let's do this here. Let me go ahead and pack my knuckles and stuff. <laughs> All right. So the first game preview is AC Milan versus Juventus. So that's going to be a hell of a match. Or as we call them in FIFA, Pimento Calcio. I still can't write it. Um, the last meeting, Juventus won 3-1. to one. So I want to kind of put it towards Juventus's, in my opinion. My opinion. What, do you, what about you? What do you think right now? Because, I mean, Juventus was pretty good in the last time they met up. Right now, they're kind of teeter-tottering. I mean, right now at this point, they're only playing for a Champions League spot. Yeah. The the Serie A has officially been won by Inter Milan, which congratulations, Inter Milan. After how many runs? Nine straight straight years that uh, Juventus kind of just owned the league. Um, It's funny, the last team not named Juventus to win uh, Serie A was actually AC Milan. Yep. And, I mean, yeah. Bookends with Milan, but um, I mean Milan was Inter Milan was just a different it was just a different level in the second half of the season. It also kind of helped that AC Milan kind of definitely uh, went flat after 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 their undefeated uh, first half of the season. Um, I mean that kind of just goes back to the fact that this is a young and inexperienced team, and it, you know when you have teams that have such a hot start 
And that ex- lack of experience kind of does come into play in that second half, and it, it definitely showed. Um, but they did. Uh, AC Milan was able to secure uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic for another year. Yep. Um, so, which is crazy to think that that guy will be forty years old, still playing in the in, for one of the biggest clubs in the world. So, but yeah, so kind of going back into this game, Edward. Yeah. So, in this one, well, basically, like you, like you said, both looking to stay in the Champions League spot. So, I mean, hey. More power to them. And both have scored over 60 goals. 60 goals. My word. <laughs> um, they've got, uh, Juventus has allowed 30 goals, and AC Milan have allowed 41 goals. So, I mean, defensive-wise, I guess Juventus has a leg up on them, on AC Milan, and even uh, goalkeeper-wise. As well, even though I'm not a big fan of who went to this goalkeeper. So, but uh, all right, I'm gonna ask you this, Hector. Who do you have winning this match? Um, the thing is with me is kind of goes back to the lack of experience that AC Milan has. Um, but obviously they're they're trying they're they're fighting to stay in it, stay in that Champions League spot right now. They're still in fourth place, I believe. Um, so like I said, they're fighting to stay in the Champions League. Um, it's actually a pretty close race for at least Champions League, not not so much Syria, but for for Champions League, it's definitely a close one. Um, I'm gonna go with Juventus. I don't necessarily think I, I think AC Milan has continued to struggle against Juventus. Haven't really found a, a solidified answer to a lot of the attack that Juventus has. Um. And once again, it just it goes back to the inexperience that AC Milan has. I think they they have something they 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 have something to build on for next season, which is is kind of how I felt from the beginning of of when we obviously previewed Serie A. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just think that you know the, it, it's it, it's shown you know there's something there in AC Milan. They they're almost there. They just need to maybe add a few more pieces, maybe retain some certain players. And, and get ready for next season because now they've played together. Now they have a; they're more comfortable with each other. They know how to play a full season now. Let's see what they do the next next year. But uh, you know, once again, they got to. I feel like if they beat Juventus, it's going to be a big confidence boost for this club because they know that they're there. But uh, I, I mean, it's still Juventus, and I, I don't. I don't think they have the answer just yet. So I think Juventus wins this game. Okay. Well, I mean, that's basically kind of what I was going to say. Uh, I actually like Juventus. I think they will win, not too comfortably. Um, it'll be a pretty well fought out match. I think two to zero, three to one, basically two goal deficit uh, going into Juventus' favor. So that's my that's my. So, I mean, Juventus has a, has been playing well. It's just it wasn't good enough to actually win the league. You know, they've had their they've had their hiccups. They had their hiccups. Can't really say that. Oh my God! Like you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's fault, this and that. I mean, hey, all the major teams have a bad time at certain points. So yeah, I, I think Juventus will win though, even even with everything that's going on. Okay. All right. So the second match is we're jumping over to the EPL. That one's going to be Chelsea versus Manchester City. 
that one's going to be hella good. Basically, this match, I think, will solidify Manchester City's league championship if they go ahead and do it. Are these are they playing at Stafford or are they playing uh, at Etihad? Uh, let me check. And that is Robo stretching this year. Let's do that. Really good. And he's really going there. He must be like, oh man, somebody's talking about me. You know what I'm talking about. It's the idiot. It's the idiot. Okay, so it'll be home. So that would be a good way to cap that, you know, get the championship at home, you know, have the little celebration there. I'm pretty sure. If, you know, do, are they allowing fans, some sort of kind of fans? Um, I don't think they are. I know I know that Europa League just said that they will have fans for the final. Um, I'm guessing, I would assume the Champions League is probably going to do the same. Maybe, maybe it's just a few, just a few, but maybe like since it's a league, they're not going to have finals. You know, but at least maybe they might have like a small little ceremony here and there. I don't know. But yeah. I think it would be very similar to what Liverpool did when they when they won. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so in the last meeting, Chelsea won 1-0. And um, Manchester City, like I said, looking to basically clinch their Premier League title this year. Um, Manchester City has scored 71 goals and allowed 24. While Chelsea have scored 53 goals and allowed 31. So Manchester City has just been wrecking it hardcore. Um, I'm not taking anything away from Chelsea. It's just Man City just looks more like a more cemented, you know, it's more more cemented team. But it also, if we're not really, if, if, you know, um, PSG and Real Madrid aren't careful. Uh, it could be an EPO final, just how uh, it was uh, Tottenham versus Liverpool, right? That one year. Mm-hmm. It could be. Um, it could be um, Chelsea versus Manchester City. So it could be. This could be a repeat. This could be basically like a preface of Champions League final. If cards are played. You know, certain cards are played right. Um, so yeah, it's uh, let's see. Uh, okay, let me get your opinion first. Who do you got? <laughs> um, and kind of how you said it. This could be. I mean, if you guys listen to, I mean, you'll, you'll, you probably at this point would either know by now because obviously we record this on Monday and we're, we drop these on Fridays. Um, who exactly will be in the Champions League final by now? But um, you guys did hear me actually pick Chelsea over for over Real Madrid in, in unhinged FC, but um. <laughs> This honestly could be what the fi- this could be the Champions League final. It's crazy to think that, uh, and, and I mean, you know, Chelsea has gotten the best of of Manchester City. Obviously, they eliminated them from the FA Cup uh, semifinal uh, in the in the FA Cup semifinal. So I mean, you know, there's there's definitely some competition there, but Manchester City have has just been a beast of its own in the second half, kind of similar to what we're saying with Inter Milan. Uh, a little bit different scenario because Inter Milan was like second in in Serie A, whereas Manchester City, I don't even weren't even in a champion. I don't even think they were in a Europa League spot uh, when when we looked at the halfway point. So they definitely made a big jump. Um, they were able to definitely get back on top and and kind of cruise through in the second half of the season. Um, it could also be the fact that they did benefit from from just other teams that have been underperforming. Um, and Manchester United just somehow being where they are. Um, but yeah, no, it, Manchester City has definitely turned their season around. And I mean, it wasn't necessarily that they were a bad team. 
it's not that at all. They were very the talent was there. They just kind of had their struggles. Um, but you know, you know what Pep Guardiola is going to do, and I mean this game, it, it holds a lot for them. Obviously, it's it's win and finally it, it's either win and clinch the Champions League final or wait to the res, for the result of the Manchester United game. And I don't think they want to wait. I think they want to win this now so they have their second trophy of the year and just wait to hopefully if they are in the Champions League final, get the Champions League, go for that treble. So for me, I just think Manchester City has this. All right, all right, okay. Um, okay, you have Man City. I want to give it to Chelsea just because I feel like they're the underdogs on this. I want to give it to Chelsea because they're actually working pretty damn hard. Tucho is actually trying to work with what he has, like I said. I mean... I'm going to repeat myself out a lot of times. Maybe Timo Warner will come to the rescue. That dude does not come to the rescue at all. <laughs> I've just been, I've been, I've been trying to hype myself. I mean, so he did score a goal. <laughs> it's not the five goals, all right? It's not the five. He has to score the five, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I'll give it to Chelsea. I want to say Chelsea will win another 1-0 match. Okay. All right, then. Okay. All right, and the next match is going to be the singing bet match going into the Liga. Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. That's going to be between basically me and Spence. So before we get with the preview of this game, we'll go ahead and reiterate the rules of the singing bet. Oh, God. So people, talking uniform in the bench, could understand the concept of our singing beds. It's just funny that like people love our singing beds, but then don't know how our singing bed works. <laughs> but to give you guys an idea, to know exactly how these beds work and kind of understanding the members of insert name FC, obviously me, Edward and our producer Spencer, all three of us are fans of the big three in La Liga. I'm a Real Madrid fan. Edward supports Barcelona, and Spencer is an Atlantico Madrid friend. <laughs> You're so happy giving shit about Atlantico. Atlantico Madrid. <laughs> Spencer's going to drop a big bra on this one. Um, but so because of that, we decided, well, as, uh, initially, as, initially it was between me and Edward because we were both, like I said, the, the biggest rivalry in, in the game right now is Real Madrid versus Barcelona. But we asked Spencer if he wanted to partake in it as well, and he said, of course. So, I mean, Spencer had a chance to bow out, to not even be part of this. So it could have just been me and Edward this whole time. But, you know, Spencer wanted to get in on it. So Spencer's part of the crew. So, yeah. <laughs> part of the ship, part of the crew. But anyways, so the bets are only based on matches that feature either Real Madrid Versus Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid. So between those clubs, those are the singing bets. This is actually the last singing bet of the season because, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they don't, they're not going to see each other anymore. We already had the Copa del Rey final. We already had the Copa del Rey final. <laughs> um, and obviously, uh, you know, they're still fighting for the, the first place spot in La Liga. And I mean, for, Maybe, hopefully, I don't know yet. I mean, you guys will know by Friday, but you know, Real Madrid is still in 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 it for the Champions League. But once again, 
we'll find out. We'll already know by by then. <laughs> so this just kind of seems kind of worthless to mention that. Or maybe it is worth something <laughs> to mention it. Who knows? But um, but yeah, so that's kind of the singing bed. So the rules of the singing bed are pretty simple. The fans of the teams they're facing, so for this case, it's Atletico Madrid and Barcelona, which is Spencer and Edward. The loser of the game must sing the song of the winner's choosing. So as we know, last, last time we had our singing bed, it was me versus Edward. Real Madrid beat Barcelona. Which meant Edward had to sing uh, "Higher" by Creed, which I was—that was a song that I picked. <laughs> so, oh, so now that you guys have an understanding, that's how the singing bet works. In the event of a draw, because we did have a draw this year, in the event of a draw, both parties must sing the song of the un of the third party's choosing. So, this case, in the event of a draw, Spencer and Edward must sing a song that I choose. <sighs> And once again, we've had this happen before. Edward had me and Spencer sing Akuna Matata. Yeah. So, so I'm sure everybody loved that rendition. It has happened before. So, but let's get going with this game, Edward. All right. So, the last meeting, Atletico Madrid won one zero. So this had this basically will make it or break it for either team, honestly. It will either put Barcelona up top if Barcelona wins, or it will keep Madrid at first place and will give them a nice cushion. Basically, I think this one basically would be the winner of La Liga if they if whoever wins of this one. That's what I think. Um, not taking anything away uh, from Real Madrid, I'm just saying like I, I think this would be the match of like okay, this is gonna be um, this is gonna be the. What do you mean, match. man? This, whoever. So if if Atletico Madrid loses this game, Real Madrid is officially first place. Yeah, but I think Barcelona will actually manage to to get to first place if they beat Atletico Madrid. Mm, I don't know. It's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You guys are currently third place. I know. Dumbasses choked before this one. I feel like Spencer. <laughs> uh, no, Spencer. I feel like Robo's kind of mad right now because I'm using his pillow as like some sort of. Absor- noise absorber for for the show, and he's trying to find a good spot to sleep on. And obviously, I have I'm using his bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he might. That's a good reason. Um, so both teams are coming off wins. Uh, Atletico Madrid have scored 61 goals and allowed 22 goals. Barcelona have scored 77 goals and allowed 31 goals. So this one is actually pretty pretty close. Um, in terms of goal difference wise. Um, who do you got? In my best interest, oh, here we go. Barcelona needs to win this game for me. Oh, shit. For the best, <laughs> only for the best, in the best interest of Real Madrid, Barcelona needs to beat Atletico Madrid so that Real Madrid can jump up on. For, obviously, they also have to handle their matches, but in Real Madrid's best interest, they need Atletico Madrid to lose. Um, is it? It, it kind of sucks because obviously I would hate to want Barca to support to be rooting for Barcelona, but in this case, I kind of need them to win this game. And you know what? Kind of quoting Michael Scott, I don't get what I want sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to be fair, it, for in Real Madrid's best case scenario, they do need it. Um, but I mean, Atletico Madrid still has a good defense, aside from some of the f- just not looking. Once again, 
the issues with Atletico Madrid isn't necessarily their defense. Their defense is solid. They have Jan Oblak, one of the best goal, the best goalkeeper in the world. Their attack has just been lacklustering. It has just not been what you would expect when you get a Luis Suarez and a Jao Felix. Like the fact that you have Jao Felix, he should be tearing up this league, but he hasn't. Um, you have you have a lot of good players on this team, and the issue is just the attack isn't building what they're supposed to do. Barcelona on the other side, they have a really good attack. Their defense is a defense. I don't I don't know what what to <laughs> say here. Uh, but it, it, my brain tells me a tie. And maybe that's because I'm also wishfully thinking because I want to make y'all sing. But my heart and my guts are telling me Barcelona wins this game. My heart is leaping out of my chest. And maybe it's also the fact that for Real Madrid's best interest, Barcelona needs to win this game. Or actually a draw could help. A draw could help, but that would only mean that if Real Madrid were to lose their game, then Atletico Madrid would be three points ahead of them. Yep. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. Um. So you already said you want Barcelona. Oh, okay. <sighs> You're supporting Barcelona because it will help Real Madrid. Honestly, I do. I do see Barcelona actually making a win out of this one. Just uh just by the performances that they put out in recent games. Yes, I know they lost against against. Team who choked basically. That's like a team who I basically figured they would win. But judging by the game that they just had, I think they're ready for it. So I want to say Barcelona wins. And it's going to be a tough match. But I think they'll either win 1 0 or 2 1 or even 3 1. But there's going to be some backlash. Yeah, probably. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, Spencer, you listen to this. Singing bed is on. Still haven't even chosen a song. If you lose, so I hope you are on the same board as I am. You still haven't chosen a song. If I lose. All right. All right. So that is the game previews. Um, to kind of point out, both me and Edward are going for Juventus. Um, Edward's going for Chelsea. I'm going for Man City. And for the singing bet, uh, by default, I'm going for Barcelona. And Edward's going for Barcelona because he kind of has to. I like how he has by default. And once again, it's for Real Madrid's best interest that Barcelona wins. Yeah. Uh, I think what they're like five points behind. So them winning, I mean, they'll just be two points behind Real Madrid. So I feel like it still breaks out. Maybe it's just four points. I don't, I don't fucking don't know. But no, the thing is... um. At that point, actually, if Barcelona wins and Real Madrid win, um, both players will actually be first place. And um, if we're going against the goal difference, uh, I want to say Barcelona will actually be in first place, whereas Real Madrid will be in second place. So, yeah, Barcelona better win. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, so 
We're going to go ahead and take a break, and um, we're going to go into our three up, three down. You know, in a topic that I think it, it I think we'll t- be telling of our, of a little bit of our style. Yeah. But yeah, so you're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take a break. You guys are gonna listen to our another ad, and we'll get going with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and, and we, we are, are insert name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. And we are back. All right, Edward, it's time for that. Very interesting conversation that we usually have near the end of the show, and that is our three up, three down. We have any? Let me see. Let me. This is my chance to check Spencer. Make sure he sent it. And yes, maybe he. Maybe he'll send it at some point. So if, whenever, he, if he ever does, we'll go ahead and and drop it real quick. All right, but today's topic, and this actually came from Edward, is zapatos or shoes. Yeah. Oh, man, the bl- the moon, the mountains are blue. Having a course light right now. Oh, fun fact! So, one of the members at the golf course I work at, uh, he lost his wedding ring from after having a temper tantrum where he threw his club and his his wedding ring fell off. Um, that happened. Yeah. Um, and so then he asked me if I can help him find the the ring. So I did. I mean, I was like. You know, I didn't want this guy to get in trouble with his missus. So I was there looking for it. Literally, as soon as I, I, I started helping him look for the ring, it just started downpouring. Like, started raining super hard. So, I mean, I'm already, like, on the, like, literally on my, you know, on my on my hands and legs looking for this, this stupid wedding ring. And I find it. He's, like, super grateful about it. But he never gave me, like, a tip or anything. Which I mean, I wasn't. Exp- it's not like I'm. I'm over here doing this for tips. Um, but um, la- later, I found out that he was looking for me, and um, it was to ask if I drink beer. Uh-huh. And in the result, he he ended up going to the the closest gas station and bought me a six pack of Coors Light. Oh, nice. So yeah. So there's that. Coors Light. These guys are billionaires, but still buy the cheapest beer. <laughs> Mark, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg wears the same exact. Not, not that he buy. He wears the same shirt. He just buys the same shirt, and wears that. Probably like ten dollars. Ten dollars for like two shirts. It's probably like a pack of Fruit of the Loom. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, so the topic for today is shoes, which. I like. I said this would probably tell y'all a little bit of our stuff. I mean, we did talk about clothing. I think I mentioned some shoes in that, but we're going to, this is strictly going to be shoes. It could be any kind of shoe, obviously. Soccer shoe, dress shoe, whatever. This is where we're going to talk about it. So, Edward, you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first if you want to. I mean, I don't care, man. It's your call. All right. So, number three is the open toed sandal. This is your three down, right? Yeah, three down. The open toed sandal. Yes, it's comfy. Yes, it's freeing. But wait, open toe sandal? Are you talking about like slides or the slides? Yeah. You don't for your three down? Yeah. Wow. Because well, okay, not like the slide I'm wearing now. Mine's just that, that one. But I'm talking about like the one that has a little plastic piece in between the big toe and the other toe. 
You mean the 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 thong? slippers? Slippers, yeah, that one. The flip flops. Flip flop. There you go. That one. Oh, I was about to say. I was like, no, man, because you said open toe sandals. I mean, I, well, okay, flops, flip flops, whatever. Okay, yeah, but oh, I man, you're still, you're still, you're still, on, you're still on dangerous water, there, sir. No, it's, it's just okay. So the reason why I hate these is for one, I, I guess playing soccer, I always wear socks with my sandals, and I swear I wear slides. Um, but with those. It was always so hard after you wear them for a certain amount of time. That little plastic thing rip, rubbing in the middle of your, of your toe. Dang, what's, what flip-flops are you buying, man? No, like That shit would always irritate the shit out of me, bro. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm a flip-flop guy. I love flip-flops. I think that kind of goes... I mean, it makes sense since I'm a beach guy. <laughs> but I love flip-flops. And the flip-flops that I always get are Volcoms. And it's not a plastic. It's actually kind of like a cloth um, strap for like the little thong part. Um... And I, I I love those sandals. Actually, I didn't I didn't get those. I actually got some 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 cheap ones from Marshalls. But um, I do love flip flops. And I, can, I I don't get that irritation. At one, I don't wear socks when I wear flip flops. I wear socks with slides, but I don't not with flip flops. No, I love flip flops. That's the thing. It was flip flops. I didn't even wear the socks. It just it was always irritating. That little plastic piece, like it was like trying to burn my fucking skin or something. Okay. It was so weird. I well, it. I love flip flops. So. That's why I, sometimes when people would actually get me flip flops, I'd be like, oh, thanks. I'm like, give them to me. <laughs> I gave them to my dad. And even then, I don't think he would have worn them. He would be somewhere in the house. I've seen you that wear flip flops. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably gross. All right. So, number three is flip flops. My number two is those pointy cowboy boots. They're very uncomfortable. Wait, pointy cowboy boots? Yeah, like I could. Are you talking about like? Uh, are you talking about like cowboy boots with a point, or are you talking about cowboy like? Not, not the square like toe. Like the that the not, that was. No, not the square toe. Just no, not not square toes. I'm talking about like the ones that have a point. Yeah, the ones that have a point. Are you talking about like the chuntaros? I mean, either or, they're about the same shit to me. The chuntaros have the fucking point leading all the way to the door, and they're barely standing inside the house. But I'm talking about just those in general, those boots, those cowboy boots like that, because I they squish me. I do have a wide foot, but even even then, like I'm able to. Oh, wear I'm a when it, okay. So I mean, I'm from Texas, so we're, we're we're from Texas. Well, I don't think I ever wear cowboy boots, but I do wear cowboy boots. I wear those uh, military boots or the um, I wear square toe boots, but I can't. I can't yeah, wear. so my cowboy boots are square toes. So I do, yeah. I do, I do like square toes over over the pointy ones. But yeah, yeah. so that's my number two. Very uncomfortable. Very like, oh, dude, I swear. It's just, it's just not. As a matter of fact, I'm staring at my cowboy boots right now. <laughs> they're they're Tony Llamas. I'm oh, very proud of them. Okay. <laughs> and my number one shoe, uh, I don't like to wear are dress shoes. It doesn't matter what brand, it's just the dress shoes. Like when you're in quinceañeras or you're in weddings. Man, they're just, I, they're just I, so uncomfortable. When I was younger, I hated dress shoes, but now. I love wearing dress shoes. I think it's just that I like the I like dressing up. Like I like suiting up. I, I don't know what it is because I know it's it's like a, it's not always. I'm, I'm not dressing up like that always, but when I do, I feel confident. Like I feel, <laughs> I feel real good about myself. Like, like I, 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 I guarantee you, if if once it, hopefully if I'm like financially capable of one getting out getting out of my mom's house, but um, once I'm like financially capable of having my own place. And I'm like in a really good spot. I'll probably end up 
stepping up my my suit game a little bit just because I like wearing suits. I have one suit. Oh, I have three suits. I I I, and I love wearing each one of them. I want to try wearing a suit. I just don't fucking know where the fuck. So so uh, well, shout out to my friend Vanessa. Um, we one time had a a fancy day, um, where we went to a very a very nice restaurant, which does require you to wear uh suits. And um, we went there and we ate there, which was funny because we when we went there we were both not feeling well. Uh, we were both kind of sick. Um, so we didn't actually get to like fully indulge. I mean, we, we ate like the meal was great. Like that was, that was not the issue, but like, you know, maybe it would have been nice to have like a little whiskey on, you know, whiskey on the rocks or something like that. But we didn't get to do that. Cause we just, were not feeling well. So, right, right. but no, I, I would, de- I definitely want to have a, another fancy day. So hopefully we, we can get that going. I once. have a pair of dress shoes. It's just, I hardly wear them, but when I do, man, I'm always like, man, I I carry around my tennis shoes or something, or even the slides. I carry them in my car whenever I wear tennis shoes. Well, bro. now you're seeing people like wear with their shoes. They actually wear like sneakers now. Yeah, uh, I would. That would be me. That would be me right there. <laughs> it's a it's a little off putting for me still. I don't necessarily like it. I I don't know. I just love dress shoes. I, I really do. There's something like classy about them. But anyway, so keep going. Yeah, but that's my number one. So my number one is uh, dress shoes. Uh, on that one, I just I just. Find the comfort in it. Maybe I need to change out the freaking soul thing inside the little cushion. Maybe you gotta break them in. Maybe it's probably not the case. It could be possible. Yeah. I just, um, but yeah. So to reiterate, my number three um, is I'm gonna say sandals, flip flops, flip flops. Uh, number two is um, those. Pointy boots, the cowboy boots, um, pointy, pointy cowboy boots, and then my number one is dress shoes. Those are my three down. Okay. All right. And what is your three down? So for number three, I have the curries. Nice. Wait. Oh, yeah. I'm I was about to say nice. nice. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> um, the the Steph Curry shoes are by far the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. Not okay. I, I take that back. It's not the ugliest shoe, but it's definitely up there for some of the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. Um, it's it's crazy. Under Armour is. It, it, so this kind of goes to my from my time working with Rice's equipment staff. Um, so the guy that that is now the head equipment manager for for Rice, he actually before he came to Rice, he he worked at UCLA. Um, and at that time, UCLA is was with Under Armour. They actually got out of their contract with Under Armour and went to Jordan. And it was a it was a pretty big deal at the time when they signed with Under Armour because it was like a huge contract, like a big deal, like a big long term deal with with uh, Under Armour, which which like it, it like it was like newsworthy, like people were talking about it. And then UCLA was was tired of it. I think it was like maybe like their their third year into the contract. And they just didn't like it. Um, and 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 I was talking to to Chris about it, like you know, what? How how do you feel about Under Armour? And he didn't like it. Like he he hated Under Armour. Like he was like the clothing was fine, the shoes just weren't it. Like he tried to like like spin zone it in a way, but he just couldn't. He, he like he hated them. Um, and so when he came to Rice, and it was an Adidas school. Like he's not necessarily like a big Adidas guy, but he definitely likes Adidas a lot more than Under Armour. Um, I, I mean, like, and he's, he's, he's a little swaggy. I'll give him, uh, Chris is a swaggy dude, man. Like, 
when we were traveling to uh, to to Jackson, Mississippi, for well, not, not, yeah, to Jackson, Mississippi to go get uh, play against Southern Mississippi. Man, this dude was like he dressed up like the cool dad, huh. like the cool dad from California. Like he was like wearing some like Adidas, some Adidas mid tops with some joggers and, and like an, and and had like a button up uh, shirt, but didn't have it tucked in. Like he just looked like a cool dad from California. Which makes sense because he did he did just come from UCLA, but yeah. So the Currys, it, it and and what was funny was I also asked like the, the equipment staff from, uh, what was the school? I forgot the school, but they were Under Armour, and and they even said like, oh man, we can't wait because we're switching over Adidas next year, mm-hmm. and like they were looking at the shoes that I was wearing for the game, and they're like, bro, that because I was wearing the uh, the Air Foams for the oh, I forgot what they're called. But there were some Adidas shoes, and they lo- they said, "Man, dude, they look so comfortable." And so I was like, "Dang, man, these guys are really envious about Adidas." But yeah, um, but yeah. So number number three, the Currys, ugly ass shoes. They're just not comfortable. Um, I, I, I didn't. Well, yeah, I did try them on because I mean, I looked at them. I was like, eh, I mean, they look like the gray ones. I was like, okay, they look a little bit appealing. And then I, you know, I tried them on, and I was like, nah, this ain't it. So. Number three, the Currys. All right. Number two, the dress shoes that shows the top of your foot. <laughs> you mean those open-toed loafer kind of shoes? It, well, it's not open-toed. Or I'm sorry, like the open on the top kind of like loafers? Yeah, like the ones that either you wear no-show socks or no socks at all. Yeah. So the reason why I don't personally like them, and this is also a guy that wears Toms, which it's it's kind of hard for me to wear Toms. Not I've, heard, I've heard nothing but good things about Toms. I, I love wearing the Toms. It's not that I don't love them. It's just that, like, this is definitely a shoe where I can't wear socks in unless I buy no-show socks, which would be stupid because I would only be wearing those socks specifically for when I wear those shoes. So when I wear my Toms, I actually don't wear wear socks at all, which can be also a little bit uncomfortable depending on what I'm doing. Um, but anyways, kind of going back to these <laughs> to the dress shoes. The dress shoes is where I really have the issue. All right, let's – and everyone can, can attest to this. I have hobbit feet. I, I mean, I'm already. If you guys know me, you guys know I'm hairy. So I mean, you would already assume. Okay, well, Hector probably has some hair on his feet. Hector is a hobby. Only becoming best friends a hobby. I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I have hobbit feet, and so it, it it doesn't look good when I'm wearing. You know, I'm I'm suited up and I'm wearing these these, these dress shoes that show the top of my foot, and you just see this this thing of hair. Just say it's a piece of your sock. No, because <laughs> no, it'd be stupid. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's just it's just not a good look for me. I feel like some people can pull it off. Like yeah, I mean, I see Cam Newton do it, and it's cool. But for me, unless I plan on shaving before I, w- I put <laughs> these things on, it's it's just not going to be a good look. Um. So yeah. So number two, I have the. Uh, the 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 dress shoes that show the top of your foot. I don't know what exactly they're fucking called, but you you guys have a good idea. Open they're not open loafer. toe. No, open top shoes loafer. I just call it that. All right. And number one, this is by far the ugliest shoe I've ever seen, and that are the Hardens. Ooh. I mean, I've I've kind of said it before on this show, like that yeah, I'm just not a fan yeah. of the Harden shoes. They're one, they're not aesthetically pleasing to me. I think they're ugly as fuck. And that's even throughout the the duration, like the other forms of the shoe, like the hardened ones for me were the ugliest, but they have not 
looked any aesthetic, have not looked aesthetically pleasing at all. And, and like this is so much so that like, all right. So also kind of going back to my time at Rice, our travel shoes were the hardened, uh, the, the hardened twos, I believe, but they were blue. So, and that obviously that's not something that like they sell. So it's like a, a, a rice, you know, rice university colors, but in a hardened shoe. And I, maybe I could have gotten some money for it, but I didn't even try. Like I actually straight up just gave it to my friend, Chris. Like I did, I was like, you can have them. And this is not, this is not Chris, the, the one I worked with at, that I worked with at rice. This is like Chris, another friend of mine that I worked at the Rockets with. And I asked him if he wanted them. And I've told him, and trust me, people at the Rockets know how I feel about the Hardens. Like, I'm like, these shoes suck. <laughs> like they're not comfortable. Because I, I mean, at the Rockets, well, my first year they gave us a pair of Hardens. The second year they didn't. But the first year I wore those Hardens, it was so hard to break them in. They're just not comfortable. And and they just the next the next version and the next version just looked just as uncomfortable as possible. So I just like I was like, I am not gonna be wearing Hardens unless I'm getting paid to wear them. And uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not anymore. So yeah, I, I will full fully honestly say the Hardens are trash. I don't like them. They're not a comfortable shoe. They're not aesthetically pleasing. Uh, they're just not a good shoe. Point blank. So, Adidas had a didn't did not do a good job with these shoes. <laughs> basically, it was just a bad idea overall. Exactly. So to reiterate, my bottom three is the Curries, the 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 loafers that show the top of your foot, and the Hardens. Um, so all right, here we go. My top three. All right. So it's funny because. They're gonna be pretty sporty shoes, mostly soccer. But all right, my number three—it's slides, the sandal slides. You know, because I mean, think about it—you just, you just like, oh damn, I'm just gonna put some random shit on and just put on the slides. There are slides that do have comfortable soles, like they have the the cushiony, the gel foam, or anything like that. Um. Right now, I'm wearing like the Adidas slides, the ones that are just regular. They're really comfy, even if they're just like kind of styrofoam plastic, almost kind of thing. But I, I swear, I, I could literally wear these all fucking day, and I'm cool. Like it's just a very kind of like a chill vibe to it, like very relaxed. Everything. Okay, I'm just you go to the store in this, you go to wherever. Of course, yeah, you can't go fucking golfing. You shouldn't go play soccer. I think uh, whoever's anyone that's ever played any sport doesn't really matter. Like whether it's football, soccer, basketball, baseball, like whatever, any, like any sport, anyone could tell you the best feeling in the world is when you take off your, your, your cleats or your basketball shoes or just the shoes that you wore to, to play or to play with or train or whatever you were doing. The best feeling in the world is when you take them off and you and you slide into some slides. Yeah, and actually, there are like these slides, like these specific slides, or Nike has a version of them or anything like that. There are people who actually work out in them, like for leg day, because they're flat. They're comfortable, but they're flat, so they do offer like a small amount of support in the middle of the arch. I don't think I've ever seen anybody work out on slides. I've Bro, seen, I promise. I've is. seen people work out with some other, like do leg day on a, with a different pair of shoes. I'll, I'll get to that later. But 
but yeah, no, but yeah, slides are amazing. Um, I have my own pair of slides that it like, honestly, like if I'm still wearing socks, like depending, like say if I, if I, if I just ran some, did some errands, but I knew like when I come home and I just want to take my shoes off for a bit, but I know I'm still, I'm, I have to put my shoes back on and go back out there. I'll, I'll just like take my shoes off and then just go, just wear my slides, um, for just, just for a little bit so I can relax a little bit. Um, but yeah, no slides are, are extremely a necessity. All right, all right. That sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so, all right. My number, my number two is actually the, um, the Air Maxes. I think they're called the Air Maxes. The ones that actually have the awfully really, they're really cushiony on the inside. The, they have that bubble on the back. I, I normally just call them the bubble shoes because that's how I, I I grew up knowing them. Um, they're they're really comfortable. They're good work shoes. Like I work at a computer all day, have to go and walk around and get my parts. Good walking shoe, good running shoe. You know, it has a really good support. Um, like I said, it's comfy all around. In my opinion, um, it, it works. It works with me. You know, it works with me. So that's that's my number two. It's a it's a kind of like a versatile shoe. You can use it for whatever. If anything, there's a lot of people like Hector was saying. Um, some people use sneakers for, you know, with suits. And Air Max, I think, is one of those shoes you can actually wear. Of course, you can't wear multicolored ones because they, they do offer, like, really highlighted colored ones and bright colored ones. But, yeah, I, I personally, I, I, I like the Air Max. And then my number one, and Hector... Hector knows about these, um, and a lot of the you know soccer players know about these. Um, my number one, and I use this. I swear to God, I would use this for everything, no matter what I was doing. I would use this for everything. And I miss these. I wish they would remake the Total Ninety indoor soccer shoe. Mm-hmm. Those were just comfortable all around. They were very. If you got the black and gray. You could literally wear them to school. You could wear them, dude. People would wear them to work at certain points. Um, even now, I use indoor soccer shoes to go to work, all blacked out. Um, if you had, I had the the blue and gray ones. I had those. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Hector had the black and gray ones, and he also had you had the red ones, didn't you? The red and gray. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 re, the remodeled ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had the black and. Black and red. Black and red, okay. And those, to me, were the best shoe that they came out with. The newer one, or are you no, talking no, about the, 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 black and, the, the black and gray? gray? The black and charcoal one. Yeah. Those were just so comfy all around. Even where the 90 was, it was very soft. It was cushiony. I, I will say for the for the total 90, I think it was one of the more complete soccer cleats. Like, yeah. not just the indoor shoes, but just the soccer cleats in general. I just think the design was... It was, it was lightweight. It was, it was a very easy shoe... Um, I think for anybody that was like a beginner, it was a good, it had a good reference point for you to, to know where to hit the ball, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause there's some people that would just straight out, flat out kick the ball with, with their toes, with their toes. And obviously that's not safe. Um, but you know, like I think the total 90 shoe was able to give like the beginner a, a good understanding of where you want to hit it. You obviously everyone, everyone should, should tell you that you got to kick the ball with the top of your foot. Top of the foot or the inside of your foot? Yeah, top of foot or inside of your foot, but not the toe. Because you're not going to have much control of the ball. You're probably going to end up having to get some, get your toenails pulled out. But, um, 
yeah, I think for for at least for the beginners aspect, or just like any even people with that experience, the shoe is just a, it's a very comfortable shoe. The ball, the ball. I feel like the ball came, was very comfortable. It was very comfortable to have control of the ball or shoot the ball with those cleats. And even like the 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 next year model of it, like was still a pretty good one. Um, but the yeah, the OG was the best one by far. Um, definitely a very. I think definitely. Uh, I would definitely say it's on my Mount Rushmore of soccer cleats. That's just that's just me though, right there. So that's my top three. Number three, the slides. Number two, the Air Maxes, and number one, um, the night, the total nineties. Okay. What's your top three, Jose? All right. So my top three, my three of number three, the Air Jordan ones, the retros. Oh, nice. So I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm not, I, I, I try to say I'm not a sneaker head, but I think if some people saw like some of the shoes that I have, I, I don't have like a big collection of shoes. Uh, and I will definitely not, I will definitely say I'm not a sneaker head, but I do have some pretty cool shoes. Uh, uh, and, uh, my niece was trying, my niece was trying to like, uh, I was asking cause I mean, she, she sees me as a sneaker head. Once again, I don't think I am, but I guess I, I have some pretty dope shoes that she, she's kind of envious of. And she was kind of asking me about like, you know, who would like what if I were to, if I were to have a sneaker collection, like what would be the shoe that you would have to have? And the Air Jordan ones, it's it, I feel like it's a necessity. If you're a sneakerhead and you have you if you don't have the Air Jordan ones, I feel like I will question how legitimate you are as a sneakerhead because I feel like it's just it's just a really nice shoe. Um, and, and and those are I I feel right now are like probably really hard to find, unless you like I, I I'm not like I was saying I'm not a, I'm not a sneakerhead but I would imagine they're really hard to find. Um, but yeah, it's a really good shoe. I love the design. It's a it's a very simple. I'm I'm a very simple person. I can tell you that when it comes to like looks, I like I just like a very simple clean look, and that's what the the Jordan ones were to me. Um. And I think in any color, in any color, I prefer preferably like the red and white Air Jordan ones. Um, I guess kind of going with the Bulls colors. Um, but yeah, so that was a really good look. And and honestly, I love the 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 versions that they've made for like other sports. Like I've seen baseball players wear the Jordan ones. I've seen I've seen football players wear the Jordan ones. So it it it's, it looks cool, especially in baseball. I specifically, I'll I'll say specifically in baseball. I think it looks so cool. Especially when you have it with the color scheme of your of your team, it looks really cool. I like it. Like I said, once again, clean, plain, simple. I like it. So that is my number three. Number two, um, this is kind of kind of go with also a little bit of baseball, but not really. The PF Flyers. Oh, nice. Um, obviously, if you guys if you guys know about some like old school movies, um, especially if you're if you're a baseball fan. It's the Sandlot, um, and in the in the movie, obviously, you have Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Before he's about to go take on the Beast, he puts on a fresh pair of PF Flyers. I have a pair of PF Flyers. It is my pride and joy. I I I try to wear them. I I, I, want, I always want to wear them every single day, but it's not realistic because obviously, I want to make sure it goes with whatever I'm wearing. But but I do love them, and I want. I if I can't, I will wear it. Every day, if I could, but also, you know, 
my I'm not necessarily comfortable like it's not I'm not necessarily capable of wearing shoes like that anymore. Like I need some some some, some arch support <laughs> on my shoe now these days. So so it's not something I can always be wearing, but if I can, I'll I'll definitely rock them a lot. So the PF Flyers, that's my number two. And number one, kind of sticking with the PF Flyer theme. And I think Edward can can definitely attest to this because I'm sure he's he's always seen me in a pair of these at some when I was younger. And that is the Chuck Taylor high tops. Those were by far my favorite shoe, especially during high school, my high school years, because of the fact that at that time, Edward, Edward can can also attest to this, they only cost 15 bucks. Yeah, back then. So, and so for, for people to understand why I choose these shoes, the reason why is because, well, before every school year, you know, we would go do our, our school year, our, you know, our, new, our, our first day of school shopping. And obviously that consists of getting us some shoes, some new shoes. And I, this is like the days I'm always excited about because obviously I get a new pair of shoes. Two, pair of new, two pairs of shoes because I, one, I get the shoes that I'm going to be wearing for school. And, number, and the second one is going to be like my church shoes, which usually were dress shoes, which I didn't complain about that. But because I, I did like having a nice pair of dress shoes. So in order for me to, to like kind of splurge a little bit more on the dress shoe, I would choose to get a cheaper everyday shoe. And that's when came in the 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 the, the Chuck Taylors. So with Chuck Taylors, one, I could play soccer in them. Cause especially if we're playing like on a on a blacktop, I could play indoor soccer with those shoes because it's what it's it's not it's not like it like it's bulky, so it, my shots are bad. Like it's it's basically wearing an indoor shoe. Uh, number two, uh, I mean, I could, they're basketball shoes, so I could play basketball in them. I'm not a very good basketball player, but I could play some basketball every once in a while. Um, they look cool. They actually look better when they're dirtier. When they like, they get torn, they get worn out a little bit. They actually look a little bit better. Um, and I mean, number four, obviously, they're cheap. Like, they at least at that time, they were cheap. Um, they were affordable, so I knew that like, if I messed these up too bad, my mom wouldn't be too angry about it because you know. They were just fifteen dollars. I mean, she still would say like at least take care of them, but but yeah. So so number one is the Converse Chuck Taylor high tops. High tops. I do not. I do not do mids. I don't do low tops. The high tops. So to reiterate my 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 three up. Number one, the Air Jordan retros. The Air Jordan ones. Number two, um, PF Flyers, and number one. Converse Chuck Taylors. Sounds like good. Did you have anything to say about the the Chuck Taylors? No, not really. I like. Them. Great words. <laughs> simple yet effective. I mean, I I did say I'm I, I like sim I like simplicity. Yes, but anyways, guys, that is the show. Um, we want to give a shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network. You can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Obviously, these episodes drop on Fridays at 12 p.m. Central Time. That's a, no, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. My bad. That's 11 p.m. 11 a.m. Central Time on UnhingedSN.com. That's how you're going to hear it first, and then our podcast will then drop immediately after um, on all major podcast platforms, so like Spotify, which Daniel Eck, we're helping you out. Um, Pandora, <laughs> Apple, 
which I, I I believe Apple is looking to do like a paid to get like Apple Podcasts. You have to actually like pay for membership to get access to it. I don't know. I, I think they're planning on doing that shit. I don't really know. But anyways, but yeah. So once again, but Network Unhinged. That's who we're, uh, Unhinged Sports Network. That's who we're a part of. Um, not only do you hear us on Instagram Name FC, but you also hear us on Unhinged FC. Um, this week was a little bit interesting. Kelsey was, uh, I mean, for good reasons, Kelsey was unable to uh, participate with us as usual, which um, put me in charge of running the show. Um, hopefully, I did a good job for, for Kelsey. Hopefully, I lived up to to what he does as a host. Um, not saying that I'm a bad host. I mean, clearly, I, I host this podcast. I mean, I'm not that terrible. But, you know, obviously, you, you, Kelsey's a pro. Um, and, and, uh, congratulations for, for the money that he's able, that he was able to gain through his, uh, for the draft coverage. Cause I believe that he was doing a charity where all the proceeds was going to go to a charity, which for in Cleveland, because the draft was in Cleveland where they were actually going to help, um, kids to get equipment for the sports that they were going to play in. So uh, it's obviously a very good, very good charity. Um, I did donate because, you know, it's for the kids. We gotta, we gotta help our future. So, uh, I definitely participated. But yeah, uh, shout out to Unhinged Sports Network. Um, you can once again follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Um, also on Instagram at Unhinged SN. And um, once again, it's www.com. <laughs> okay, my bad. Ooh, man, what's in this course light? www.unhingedsn.com, where you can just once you click play. It's 24-hour coverage of sports podcasting. And and also, make sure you guys check out the website because they do have some some great uh, blog articles that you can read just to showcase a little bit more of the talent that uh, Unhinged Sports has to offer, as well as the other great podcasts that they have, like Far End of the Bench, The J-Dash Show, The Reserves, and so much more. So make sure you guys check out the Unhinged Sports Network because you know we're a part of them. So we want we want to give them as much love as we can. Shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, ANG Graphics. They are the ones that created the Insert Name FC logo. It's a logo that we love. You know, I think, like, when I asked her to create the logo, I honestly told her that, hey, look, this is going to be a soccer podcast. Um, It was funny when she asked me what was the name of the podcast, I was like, Insert Name FC. And she's like, you want me to give you guys a name? (laughs) And I was like, no, that's the name of the podcast. But, um, yeah, so I honestly I told her like I just wanted it to look like a soccer what a soccer badge would look like, and then just let her take the reins from there. And she made an awesome logo. I think it was very fitting to what our podcast is about. It's a very kind of going with the whole insert name FC theme, which is you know there's your soccer badge. Here's <laughs> insert. There you go. There you know what I mean. Yeah. So we love the logo. Edward loves the logo. Spencer loves the logo. We love the logo. We love. ANG graphics. So if you guys want to get a logo done, maybe for your podcast or maybe your YouTube channel or whatever you're trying to build, and maybe you're just not, you know, not the graphics kind of person, just like we are. Um, I try, but I am not at Alejandra's level, clearly. Um, so if you want her to create a logo uh, for yourself, follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's a.g.graphics with an X. Hit her up and let her take good care of you like she did us. And shout out to the man, the myth, 
the legend, Scott Sterling. I'm sorry, that's actually not correct. That is our producer, Roosevelt Spencer. The guy makes our sick beats. He 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 tries to fix our 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 audio, and not tries. He does. He fixes our audio as best as he can. We always try to make sure we make it as easy as possible for Spencer, but he somehow every time um, works with what he has, and he does a really good job. And we can't do it. <laughs> uh, we we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for Spencer. So, if you like the beats that he makes for this show, if you like his 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 stellar um, karaoke skills, then follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, on Instagram at that guy dope. Maybe you guys want to you guys want to do a collaboration. You like his beats? Maybe you're an aspiring rapper. I don't know, but Spencer's definitely your guy. Or maybe you are trying to make your own beat. You you want your own intro and outro for your podcast? Because let's be real, if you want to stand out from the other podcasts, you want to have a sick, original, dope ass beat to get people um, interested in your show. And I think that's the best way to go at it. And sometimes, you know what, it's best to do it so you don't have to deal with some copyright issues, right, Edward? Yeah, that's the best way to go. So, maybe you guys want to be a little bit different and want to stand out from your competition. Let our boys, clearly you see what he does. He did with us. Let him do the same for you so he can give you a dope-ass beat for your show. So, that is the episode, episode 35. I can't believe we are at 35 episodes now. Um, it, I, don't, I don't know what to say at this point. Um, it's it's cool that we're we've gotten this far, and like I said, we're the grind continues. We're not stopping. Uh, not even if we make it, we're gonna, we're not stopping. <laughs> we're gonna keep going with this, and um, and I'm I'm really glad to have Edward and Spencer on my side um, from the beginning. So, and also thank you to Unhinged Sports Network for keep to letting us know that we're on the right track. So, thank you, episode thirty five. Um, catch us next week for episode 36. Someone's going to sing. I don't know if it's going to be two people or one person, but somebody's singing. So make sure you guys stay tuned for episode 36 as it will be the last one for this season in the singing bets. So hope you guys are there for next week. Thanks for listening and have a good one.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.